Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, guys. Welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And I have a special guest for you today is uh, Chad Harward. He's founder and CEO of Pinpoint Management. He's got a number of experience, especially in the uh, business area. And he's going to talk about uh, business results, owning a business, what to do, how to grow, how to scale, um, what to do if you feel like you're stuck. And it's going to be a very interesting conversation. So Chad, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks, Dr. Lou. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, tell the audience about how you got started, your backstory, and we'll get we'll get into it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Well, um, the short version of my journey, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start back in college. I was given the script that you go to college, you get a degree, and then you get a corporate um, a job with a, a, a C-level company. And I actually did all those things. There was a couple plot twists, though, um, as I continued, I ended up being a marketing director for a large software company and was working in that for two years, uh, had gotten their top performance award, things to be things seemed to be following script. And then a month after getting the award, I got laid off. And that's what nobody told me about was sometimes there's a curveball there that we don't anticipate. and. Uh, the backstory of what was also going on behind the scenes is I realized what I hadn't planned on is I didn't find I was completely fulfilled in that job either, even though it was good steady paycheck and, you know, it was everything everybody talked about, benefits and all of those things. What I didn't anticipate was I felt like my life was kind of passing me by while I walked, while I showed up at my office, punched the clock nine to five. And was kind of doing the Groundhog Day thing. It's like, wait a minute, why doesn't this fulfill me? Why doesn't it do what everybody said? I've I've done I've checked all the boxes. And uh, the other thing I was realizing was um, after five o'clock, I did what really lit me up, and that was my consulting company. Um, and I just would work late into the night. It didn't even feel like work to me. I was had so much fun, had a few contracts, but. It was kind of a side hustle that that got me through my nine to five um, emotionally. And uh, I had an uncle who was a uh, commercial real estate agent, uh, owns a commercial real estate company. And he kept asking me, why don't you just do this? Why don't you go do your consulting company? And I said, well, I, 
yeah, I probably, I mean, I definitely would have fun, but I've got a young family. I've got this paycheck that shows up every 5th and 20th of the month. That probably would be irresponsible. So I tried to like milk it. I tried to do both, uh-huh. which was a which was an early lesson to me. It's like you you can't straddle two paths. And my heart was going one way, paycheck and security was going the other. And I realized I had to make a choice, but I wouldn't. Uh, it's kind of one of the uh, you know business principles. At some point, sometimes we land on a on a plateau and we're afraid to move. And sometimes that's really bad business. And and personally, it, it really stops up our growth. But man, it's tough to let go of that sure thing that we've got. And um, so sometimes the universe has a way of nudging. And for me, it was getting laid off. And I realized, wow, okay, well, all my time is officially mine now. Um, with that came new stressors, like, well, then I got to, you know, that check's not going to show up anymore. But I was so excited to finally have control of my own des- destiny because I felt like someone else obviously owned my paycheck. People, you know, it wasn't my performance that dictated those cho- those outcomes. It was a budget moment. And I liked being able to have control of where I was headed and seeing things coming ahead of time. So I started Pinpoint Marketing uh, as an advertising agency about 20 years ago. Back when there was only four aspects of marketing, TV, radio, print, and yellow pages. Those are the the simple days. And now it's nothing like that, of course. Um, and, and, And I did really good at getting phone ringing and people walking through doors of my clients. But what I realized was they also tried to outmarket their mismanagement, which is a common practice in business ownership. We think, well, if the phone rings, all the other stuff will just magically take care of itself from a business standpoint. I, my 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 tipping point was doing a $10,000 radio remote for a client. We got 80 leads, qualified leads. They back in the day where you had to go show up to places, you couldn't order online, you actually had to be there, fill it out. I said, "Dude, these are as good of done deals as you could possibly have, so what's the plan?" And we had 80 of them which was phenomenal results. And he said, well, my one sales guy's out two weeks and then we're going to work on these. I said, we just blew $10,000 because there's no way people are waiting. It was an HVAC company. They're not going to sit cooking in their house until you get your business lined up. And so that's when I realized, you know what? People don't understand what they're missing sometimes. And I, I evolved into pinpoint management at that point where we still do marketing, but structuring systems processes people team building um you know knowing your numbers having a plan working from a plan forecasting all those things that actually are part of a functional business and then uh, we market when we're ready to market and advertise and we know why we're doing it what we're going to say when the phone rings and how we're going to handle the results so um i'm just passionate about business that has been my journey ever since. Um, I love working with business owners, um, creating the next steps for them, whether they're just trying to launch, whether they're stuck in what I call the messy middle. It's like, well, I'm comfortably paying bills, but I could never retire right now. Um, And those that working with a lot right now, that's like, man, this has been a fun ride. How do I gracefully get out of this now and create a retirement for myself and even leave a legacy? 
for my kids or for whoever's next employees, what would be next, the next evolution of my business. So we work with all of those scenarios, which is good for me because I get bored really quick, Dr. Lou. You know, you know, I knew one thing. It's like, I'm not a cubicle guy. That's one thing I was clear about. So it's been a fun ride. So in a, in, in a nutshell, that's that's my path. And every day we work with new people, new sets of challenges, and it's it's super fun. Yeah. It's interesting because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, um, they, you know, they don't fit into this nine to five or this cookie cutter. And so one thing I have is uh, basically you talk about this idea of, um, of, well, first thing is, you know, in this economy, especially this economy is really different than anything that, you know, I've started in 2000 and it's really, this is like completely different, you know, you have AI and all this social media um, so what are four keys of thriving in any economy? Yes, good, good question. Um, these the cool thing, here's the good news. I'm gonna give you the the four things and and um the good news is they work in down economies or thriving economies. It's actually best predictable practices, regardless. In fact, when you're doing these things, the economy actually becomes almost a non-issue because you start realizing wait, I can just create my own, you know, my own realities. I don't have to buy a ticket to the circus that's going on at any given time. And there's challenges in every economy at any given time. Um, I remember I was teaching a class in 2008 when we were in our last big downturn recession. And I had one of my business owners in the back raise his hand and say, yeah, we realize there's a recession going on. We're just choosing not to participate. And I thought, you know what? That that's how you should look at it. Um, but then the question is, okay, how do I do that? How do I not participate? Because I know I don't want the reaction of that. Um, and so let me give you four, four quick things. Um, one is focus. It starts on having your head in the right, pointed in the right direction. Um, everything happens mentally and emotionally before it shows up physically. So focus, um, and let me put a finer point on this. There's two sides to this coin of focus. Um, the first is things that are 100% out of my control that absolutely impact my business. Um, things like economy, government, competition, um, clients' financial position, uh, interest rates, um, you know, anything that you literally have no weather, natural disaster, you know, government decisions, um, all kinds of things. There's a whole list of them that we have 0% control over. And then on the other side of the coin, there's another list of things that are 100% in my control that absolutely impact my business, which are working from a plan, knowing my numbers, um, having a clearly defined exit, building a quality team, knowing who are my best clients and seeking after those, having a marketing strategy, execution um, and speed of execution. How fast do I make changes when I'm getting signals that there's a slowdown coming, doing SWOT analysis, really knowing what my strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are, and then putting plans around those. Long list on that side of the fence too. Now, um, let me ask you, Dr. Lou, of those two sides, out of control, in control, which side would you guess most of us focus on most of the time? I, would, I mean, most, you know, I'd probably say 90% of people focus on uh, things they uh, that are out of their control. Correct. Exactly. And we're fed by that 
every day with the media. I mean, they're constantly talking about the, the sky is falling, the war, Armageddon's here in one form or another. And then we go to bed and try to have a good night's rest, right? So it's like none of those things I can control. I don't know, you know, when we just we just know, yep, there's always the possibility that those things are going to happen, but I can't do a single thing about it. Um, and then, and so interestingly, there's a this there's actually a mathematical equation that directly affects our our work our financials to this too there is a cost to this emotional focus where our most our most valuable asset outside of ourselves as the business owner and our business is an extension of us our experience our skill sets our you know what we bring to the table the most valuable asset we have is time Time's more valuable than money because I can make more money with more time, but I can't go borrow more time. So if that's true, every minute I spend expensing on the out of control side of my life takes one more minute out of the thing, the side where I actually can be doing something about it. Um, in fact, let me, so there's one thing that powers the out of control side, which is hope. All I can do is hope for the best with any of those 0% control things. The one thing that powers the in-control side is action. I have to do something to make all those things happen. It means I'm, instead of thinking or worrying about it, I'm actually doing something. I'm actually do, not even talking about it. I'm, I'm putting things in place. I'm engaging. Um, so back to my cost analysis, for every minute I spend on the out-of-control time that I'm never going to get those minutes back, that's got to come out of somewhere because we all have the 24 same 24 hour day that means that's coming out of the side that of the action side if it's a double entry accounting then i'm expensing all those minutes into the out of control from the side that i could be doing something therefore the longer i keep expensing more of my minutes in out of control space the the worse it's going to get for me because i have fewer and fewer options because i'm expensing my most valuable resource and therefore, instead of doing something about it, changing my landscape, changing my reality, building things so I know how to respond if those things happen, instead, I'm, I'm just waiting and seeing. When I asked uh, Bill, biz, last fall, when I asked some uh, business owners, what are, you, what are you seeing out there from an economic standpoint in your space? They're saying, yeah, feeling like it's going to be slower next quarter, uh, Q1. And 2023 may be a little bit slower. Um, I'm already getting indicators that you know some of my contracts are putting are are being postponed. And I would ask, okay, so that's good to know. What's what's the plan? What what are we going to do? And they the common answer was because they couldn't say I don't know. That sounds a little too careless. So the 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 the, the, the instead they would say we're going to wait till spring and see what happens and. It's like, then what if it doesn't change? Then you've just burned six months of valuable time and you're in a worse place because now you don't have the time to do anything with it and it just doesn't change. So it just makes matters worse. So that's tool number one is look at where does your mind spend most of its time? Are you focused on the out of control side or the in control side? And if anything on the out of control side has a flip side to it, if things are slow, if I'm not making enough money, then it's like, okay, um, I can market, I can increase prices, I can uh, determine my numbers and have a better handle on my numbers, 
you know, I, I can get add another revenue stream to my business model. Lots of things we can do for anything on that other list. Um, it's just about, instead of worrying about it and, and being paralyzed in fear and doing nothing and just burning time waiting for things to magically line up again, I can actually start being my own intervention and shifting. We saw that happen a lot, by the way, in 2020 with COVID, uh, the restaurant industry um, was probably impacted the, the most extreme and the fastest where suddenly um, one call and it's, yeah, you can't have anyone in your restaurant from this point on, um, ready, go. And then it was, oh, so we either adapt or we're out of business in 30 days. And thankfully, most of them figured out how to pivot. And then we did online ordering and curbside pickup. You know, I asked my people, so was the, were those solutions available to those restaurant owners pre-2020, pre-COVID? Yes, they were. Oh, so um, why did they do engage him in 2020? Well, because they had to, they were forced to. And now that 2020's passed and they can have people back in their old model, an old way of doing things, did they quit doing curbside pickup and online orders? No, they're still doing that. Why? Well, because that's new revenue streams that they've evolved. And it's like, why would we stop doing that? We actually make higher margins doing it the new ways. So it's like, then the question is, okay, that's the lowest line is to just survive, to stay in business, then you need to be ready to evolve. Then the question is, Kate, how many solutions are there for us in each of our business models that are available to us at any given time, but we wait until the 11th hour. We wait till a situation forces us to evolve. And we, in this focus area of, instead of me staying, they were suddenly for, forced to move from focusing on um, just coasting and doing nothing to, we got to do something fast and we got to do something significant. The higher form of business is, if that's true, then we could simulate a COVID situation at any point in our business. And that's the first rule of accelerating your business evolution is why wait till somebody forces us or a circumstances forces us, a competitor moves in, or we lose the key person in our office for us to actually evolve. What if we simulate it now and we get the same result? We don't have to actually be going through it in reality to, to get the benefits of evolution. So that's number one. Uh, number two is to know where you're going, know your destination. Um, so many times I talk to business owners in every industry. I say, where are we headed? So why are we doing this? And where do you want to be with this business in Five years from now, what do you want your role to be? What does your your financials need to look like? And most of the time I hear, I have no idea. How would I know that? That's so far in the future. Besides, I'm so focused on, I'm just worried about making payroll in two weeks and making sure we got enough jobs, enough patients, whatever that is. And nothing's being looked at from the longer uh, macro standpoint. And and this is 100% on the owner. Nobody else, you've got to, I usually, I use an analogy of a bus. As a business owner, we all get a our own shiny bus. It's got a limited number of seats, number uh, for patients, um, jobs that we can do within a one-year period, and a limited number of seats for staff to support us. What And there's one seat for the driver. 
And you can't delegate driving the bus. Why? Because it's your bus. It's your dream. So two things the driver needs to know is where am I going, which would be on the front of the bus. And I talk to business owners all the time that clearly they have nothing on the front of their bus. They're just driving the bus, going through a day-to-day, churn and burn, getting jobs done, doing, taking care of, you know, providing a product or service. But there's clearly no direction. And eventually, not surprisingly, they just kind of run out of fuel. They run out of gas after, and people get on the bus, go, hey, where are we going? So what's our direction? Um, what difference are we making? What What's my role in where this bus is going? And because they don't know where they're headed, they definitely don't know how to show other people how to leverage and support them. And the problem is, this is where you lose really good people. Because really good people, top level staff and employees They need metrics, they need direction, they need specifics, they need to know they're making a difference. And that means I need to know that and be able to communicate that to my team, knowing where you're going. So first criteria of destination, there's three elements. Uh, It's gotta matter emotionally. It It has to light us up, just like it did from our first day. If it doesn't light us up, it doesn't matter what tools you have um, that you're not going to be willing to pay the price. You won't take the risk. You won't have the urgency. Um, it's got to get us excited. I've talked to business owners who um, just last week, uh, owner of a plumbing company. I said, so where are you headed, Lane? Where are we going in five years? Well, that's the, que- that's the, the big question because honestly, this was my dad's business. I took it over for him, but I it's boring to me. I don't like plumbing. It's super boring and it doesn't light me up. And I said, well, that's a problem um, because nothing else we do from this point is going to stick if you don't have a true north that matters to you, a bigger purpose. And uh, I asked him, when, when you have when you have time to do whatever you want with your family, what do you like to do? He said, we all love to hunt. My kids love going with us. They love camping. They love to hunt. And I said, what if your next stage is a family hunting guy business where your kids work with their kids, uh, you and your wife work with the couples, and it's a full family experience that you take pe- full families on these experiences hunting. Um, you get to do what you all love to do when you have time that, to spend whatever, however you want, uh, doing what you love, teaching your kids how to run a business. And by the way, you make really good money doing it. How does that sound? And he said, wow, sign me up for that. Then I flipped it back. So what does that mean then? If that's where we're going, what does that mean today about your plumbing company? Well, that means for every minute I free up of my time and every dollar profit I make, we I'm that much closer to my family guy business. And then it mattered. Now we shifted the context and the lens on to something that really lit him up. And then uh, the next step, once you've got that, then you've got to have a dollar amount. What's the dollar amount that financially you can pay off all your business debt, your loans, your personal debt, home, cars. So nobody owns you at that point. And then the rest in the bank, you can live off the interest and maintain your desired lifestyle at this point B. There's a master number for that. So we've got to know the number then we can reverse engineer that back to every patient I'm serving, every proposal I make has to line up mathematically with, with, with that number. And that means there's a timeline too. What's the maximum amount of time is the third element that I want to drive this bus. 
Um, and I say, well, I don't want to be doing this more than five years. I got five years left of me. And then I want to have some choices. And it doesn't mean, by the way, that you got to be, that means that we retire at 65. That's what society has set up is when we get out. With There's plenty of people that retire at 25. Um, we determine because we get to, that's the benefit of owning your bus. You get to determine timing and what that looks like when the bus is parked. And so knowing, okay, I got five years left. That means over the next five years, every patient I service, every, you know, our financials need no less than 20% net profit, let's say month over month that I put away in a side exit fund and pay myself first, not last and the most, not what the least as we do as business owners sometimes. And that funds our exit. And then you run the business off the difference. So knowing your destination is tool number two and having the math, not just saying, I just want to make as much money as, as soon as I can. The third tool is to know your math, which is what we just talked about. That means I got to be dialed into my profit and loss. I need to know what my costs are, my ratios, my break-even points where I cover all my costs because there's a mathematical timing of not only making the right financial decision, but doing it in the right window of time. If you make um, that, if, that we, if we're making decisions quickly, then we, we're able to predict mathematically where we're going. The fourth and um, final tool is speed of change, um, changing quicker. When your math tells you uh, we got to make a change, um, you've got to move your feet. You can't be analysis paralysis, have a great plan, but never leave the parking lot in your bus. Then the bus still doesn't get where you need it to go. So long answer to your question, but those are the four areas. Yeah, really interesting. And I love that. And uh, how can people contact you, follow you, uh, follow up with you, reach out to you? Yeah, just um, message me on LinkedIn, Chad Harward. Um, you can go to our company website, Pinpoint Management. Dot, uh, it's PP man um, for pinpoint management. And um, yeah, you can schedule some time with us. Give us a call. Um, our number is 801. If you want to chat on the phone, we'd love to know more about your business and help you with driving your bus. Yeah, yeah I love that. And really, uh, especially in these days, I love that uh, these ideas of in control, out of control, and and actually performing uh, kind of like a fire drills before the actual fire starts. And Chad's resources will be in the links and show notes. And let's thank Chad for a wonderful conversation and be sure to check him out on all of his social media channels. And thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week